Indian Warriors. Hits in Racers and Rental Car Podcast with your hosts, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hi, is your name Don? Nice to meet you. It's been a minute. No kidding, right? Nice to see you. Let's see in the flesh. Right? I mean, it's amazing what what can happen and just all of a sudden turn into a downward spiral of life, freedom, liberty, and, uh, yeah, this thing called motorsports that we seem to uh, both be actively uh, pursuing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's crazy to think that literally, like, it's been almost a month since Charlotte, and it's just... I, it's been a blink of an eye. You know, I finished up one of my semesters for school and raced with, with Terry a little bit more. And like, it's just, it's nuts. I mean, you blink your eyes and here we are in the summer already. I'm getting ready to be on summer vacation, baby. Mm. And maybe I'll think about, then maybe I'll think about doing a few more podcasts. If you know, your schedule yeah. allows they're done. My schedule. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wondered, somebody asked me, they said, so whose fault is it? They're like, whose fault is it that there's no podcast? And I'm like, Cam's got a busy life. <laughs> right. Thanks. And they look, they look at me and they go, wait, bus over Cameron. Just right. Yeah. No. And I'm like, I'm like, you don't see me on Fox sports. D I'm not on FS one. That's Cam. I, that's not me. I, I mean, I'm free. When, whenever, when are we, when are we doing this? Uh, you know, and, and they start laughing. They go, so does that mean Cam tells everybody that it's your fault that there's no podcast? I'm like, absolutely. Anything that's said on that side of the Mississippi is on that side of the Mississippi. I mean, I, I mean, what the heck? Throw me under the bus. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yes, no, absolutely. And in the, the worst part, right, for me is that doing the podcast is actually therapeutic because yeah. you you – you know as well as I do, and I'm sure anybody that listens, regardless of what their career field is, they could look at it from this standpoint, is that it's hard to find people to be able to communicate thoughts, concerns, issues that they don't take your ideas or what it is and run off with them, right? Or just the fact that they're even on the same wavelength with you. Right. right. To, to, to communicate and understand where you're going with your forward thinking or, or projecting. Right. Or, or trying to forecast, hey, I think this is where this is going. This I mean, look here. This is tell here. Look. And so I miss out on the, the opportunity for us to spend an hour talking about things that I think are important and that you think are important that obviously are impacting the world of motorsports. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel guilty um, not not doing the podcast, not so much about the, you know, race recaps or things of that nature, but or the rumors or, or so forth, but just the opportunity to throw things out there and discuss them. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it is very hard to, to find people like you were saying to to make all this <laughs> stuff happen. And then you, you throw in our lives and everybody, we kind of live a little more public life than, you know, some people as far as, you know, us racing and doing things. And, and so you guys obviously can see that we are very busy and then throw in, you know, we do have personal lives too. I have kids that 
are getting to the point to where they are extremely busy with their own racing action. Blair's actually up on our, her little trike. She was at the Strider bike track last night or not last night, the night before, and just tearing it up. So I'm in trouble there. But yeah, so I mean, we got that. So literally, I've been in a racetrack every single weekend, whether it's a drag strip or a dirt bike track for the last nine weeks straight, which is good. I like it. It's fun. Like this is, I can't even say that this coming weekend is the first time I'll, I'll be off because Jet's racing on Sunday. So um, yeah, but I mean, anytime that I'm home, I want to make sure my kids are being able to pursue what they want to pursue. So yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, the, the podcast takes the brunt of that, but unfortunately we're back and we're going to try really hard once I get out of summer school for, for teaching. We're going to be trying to do this weekly. So maybe every other week we'll see how busy Don gets. <laughs> look how, look how quickly the bus just ran up on the curb. Got that right. <laughs> through the passengers in the back well no, no matter what we appreciate y'all sticking with us and tuning in and and so forth and we do uh, if you think that when you send messages and say hey did you guys die or you know some of the other things that get said to us um we it does mean something we're trying uh i know we we had uh, thomas gall gall star tv he had a race up there up north and had it over Memorial Day weekend and racers and rental cars providing some prize packs. So I know Thomas is going to be working on the list for that. And that also being said, the Heartland Motorsports Park, Travis Hilton and his team with their event coming up in June, end of June, I think online registrations going on for that big, big bracket racing in the Midwest there in the Heartland of Motorsports Park where you can never stick enough cars or trucks and trailers on that property to fill it up. It's humongous. Well, I will say something you're talking about all these, all these events that we're, you know, potentially somewhat kind of involved with. So even though we're not having a podcast, I mean, we're out there just reinvesting in our business model and promoting and showing people that, Hey, there's a podcast every now and every, maybe once every nine months. So yeah. Right. <laughs> so if, as if we didn't have like $8 in our account, our racers and rental cars account, we now have like negative 800. So um, yeah, it's all good. Maybe you should buy a t-shirt or go to one of these races would be great. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I was thinking about the other day while I was traveling, I'm listening to the download with Jeremy Mayfield and Dale jr. On there. And he's talking about it's episode 385 and 386. And I'm going, dude, I don't, I, sometimes it feels like it's been 365 days since we did one. Yeah, literally, literally, but what, okay, let's, let's, well, enough of this golf sissy crap. Let's get, but let me just put the ball on the hole and we'll, and we'll continue. Put the ball in the hole. <laughs> put the I golf mean, sissy crap and get back to work. All right. So, exactly. What are, what are we talking about today? What do you got for me, Don? Well, you, you got a gamut well, of I, things to talk about. Let's do it. Yes, we do. First and foremost, we're going to talk about what is going on in the world of motorsports. We're also going to talk about um, an opportunity for all of our listeners and other individuals out there. Alex Stryler is going to be doing a sponsorship summit next Friday. Uh, it's online. And so uh, we'll be posting up a link for you to sign up and you can take advantage of, get a discount. There's a discount code in there. Heck yeah, there's a... There's a lot of stuff going on with that seminar. There's a lot of names that you might recognize that are going to be involved. Some guy named Don O'Neill is going to actually talk, which is kind of funny. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, unfortunately, I will be I will be uh, racing 
it sounds like in Bristol. So I won't be able to attend, but Don's going to be our racers and rental cars representative, but there's a lot of motorsports excitement that they're trying to, to help you guys find sponsorship and, you know, way things, way people do different things like podcasts and other unique things that are going to have to maybe potentially have to happen these days in order to find sponsorship. So be sure to sign up, check it out. Alex Styler's a man, Megan Myers involved as well. She's awesome too. Whole bunch of other celebrity people, uh, as far as, uh, the world of motorsports marketing. So yeah, check it out. Absolutely. And you know, what's kind of, what's kind of funny about it, Cam, we start talking about pe- people that are involved. Some of these people have been on our show, Jim Beaver from his podcast. You already mentioned myself, you mentioned Megan Meyer, but I mean, these are large Matt Martinelli from the mint 400. Uh, you know, we've referenced Dave Cole, King of the Hammers. I mean, this is a huge, huge panel uh, of individuals, and it covers a lot. And I mean a lot of information. And if you're talking about, you know, learning about ROI, I mean, just a lot. I, I couldn't, I'm not even going to remotely close, try to run down, but we're, we're going to talk about a lot of things. I'm going to specifically talk about the podcasting and content, but the people that are specifically talking about Dex proposals, the value, added value, finding your place, uh, content preparation, and so forth, you're, all of that is going to go on and it's live. It's going to be on Zoom. Uh, again, just go over to Racers and Rental Cars on social media. I'll be posting the link up later on uh, the first part of the week and sign yeah, up. Don't first part, up. first post in like eight years. Definitely. So, and I will tell you this, and somebody asked me about it and, and this is, this is what I told them. Uh, they asked if it was going to be like going to PRI, right. And taking education seminars and summits and so forth there. I am going to tell you this right now. You would have to go to PRI for about eight years in a row to be able to get all of the information and hear from all the people that you're going to hear from in one, one day. And it's not even a full day. It's a half a day. It's like seven hours or something like that. And I mean, we're going to throw it at you. So if you are one of those people like myself that always goes to one of the marketing seminars at PRI, this is a sit down on a Friday night, grab yourself, uh, a tablet or your iPad or however it is that you take notes to, to remind yourself to go back. You know, I'm, I mean, grab yourself some high noons. If that's the case, uh, have a seat and, and take notes and watch and just make your, it will open your eyes to a lot of different perspectives because these are people that are dirt road. They're, they're CEOs. The list of CEOs that are on the, on the panel boards is like seven. So these are people that say yes and write the checks and approve the programs. And they talk about what they're looking for. Do yourself a favor, sign up, take advantage of the discount code and come say hi on Friday. We're, we're going to be, it's going to be interactive. We're going to do the best we can to try to answer as many questions, but it will be worth your money to spend and invest in yourself and your own motorsports program to be there next Friday. So that's my Alex Stryler sponsorship summit post and preview courtesy of racers and rental cars podcast. All right. That was, that was quite a, quite a commercial there, Don. It was nice it work. Worked. I'm excited about it. It's dude. I, we talk about all, we talk about all this stuff on our shows 
And it's really cool that Alex, you know, went ahead and jumped off into the deep end and put this together in the middle, right? We're getting ready to go into Q3. This is the time of year that companies are evaluating their plan moving into 2023, which is like, let's use this segue to move right on into what we were talking about before the show. Dude, the economics that are moving right now, the direction that things are moving, if you as a racer or as an executive in motorsports do not think that these economics are going to start to show themselves, they already have. All right. And and I will. I, I will completely and utterly be transparent about some of the, the racing organizations with some of the things they have going on, why they're being successful on the racetrack for entries versus not being successful for the fan base back and forth. I had have had that's one thing I have not stopped doing in the last month since we've had a podcast cam is talking to people that are behind closed doors and in the boardrooms uh, for sure. But. Dude, this right now. All right, let's 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 do this. I am in South Georgia. Diesel fuel is five thirty nine a gallon, four twenty nine a gallon. You poor baby. No, I'm just asking you. You're, I swear, no, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go three thousand three hundred twenty five miles away. What's a gallon of diesel fuel cost in Huntington Beach, California? Uh yesterday it was six eighty seven. But I wow. saw I saw somebody post this is for diesel, but I saw somebody post 720 on Facebook yesterday. So I don't know. It depends on where you're at, but in Huntington by my house, it was 687. So 687. Oh, yeah. Dollar 48 a gallon difference between the deep south and California, West Coast, where you're at. Mm-hmm. For nothing. So, That's diesel's gas, gasoline is like. I think I filled up Angie's car. I think it was five ninety five. Holy cow! Yeah, for eighty seven. So are we, con- are we yeah. consistent with this? Let's see. Dollar fifty eight. Ten cents more a difference from here to there. Now, yeah. how many? I mean, you're not a new new RV owner, but you've got a new to you RV. Mm-hmm. How many miles to a gallon does your RV get? I, honestly, I haven't even looked because I don't even want to. But I do know well, that it would cost a lot. Like we we're going right, just going racing on Sunday, and we normally take the motorhome <clears throat> because of the baby and stuff. And but we're not right. taking we're not taking it because it literally lasts. I'll give you an example. This sounds terrible, and I'm not. It is what it is. But Jet went to race two weeks ago. We took the motorhome. We took the motor home to Glen Helen and Elsnore and drove, which it's like, I don't know, 60 miles from our house. And then maybe like another 65 miles. So there and back, you know, we came home. We didn't stay the night because we had to do something the night. So, but it was two different tracks, kind of same vicinity, but still probably 30 minutes from each other and drove home. I put, I put $350 of diesel in the in the motorhome and it's empty and i just and so basically it costs jet to race his little damn e-bike costs us five hundred dollars for a three-year-old to go race his stasic motorcycle e-bike 
that's I mean, a three-year-old. So imagine what it would cost if we hooked up the trailer, the race car, and all the shit. Like in order for us to go to Vegas right now, I bet you it'd probably be all of close to a thousand bucks in fuel there and back because it's literally uphill both ways. I don't get it, but <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, so add and normally it would probably be like 400, 500. So, I mean, you're doubling your expenses and that's just my little, I mean, we don't have some grandiose 18 wheeler rig. I mean, it's a nice diesel pusher motorhome, but with a 28 foot enclosed trailer, I imagine these poor people that have these 90 foot rigs with some big old Mercedes motor in there and you know, all that, that. Yeah, five miles to a gallon. Oh yeah, I probably get. I've never really done the math, but I'm willing to bet. Not towing, it's like eight or nine, probably. Be, I mean, I'd probably give you that. Towing, probably four. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I honestly, I should probably do the math. I just cry every time I put my credit card. You in will there. cry for yeah. sure. You'll cry. Yeah, you absolutely most most. I don't think I have ever, I can remember a time when going racing, which I did last week when we went to Norwalk, when I left Elkhart, Indiana and made the jaunt across the toll road to Norwalk, I found the sweet spot on the, on the economic gauge on my dash from my Duramax towing a 53 foot trailer. I was like, okay, is it 65? Is it 72? Is it 75? Where, where, where's it going to show me the best fuel mileage? And I, I got 10.4 miles to a gallon going to Norwalk. And we weren't, I was not setting the world on fire, but to get to fill up with, you know, fill a tank, a Duramax tank, 32 gallons and get 10 miles to a gallon when it's five, 10, a gallon or five, whatever, five fifty a gallon, that extra matters. Oh yeah. Again. You so, know, it's crazy. I used to be the guy like, I mean, I know like I, I bitch about gas prices, but not as much as the next person, because unfortunately me bitching about it, isn't going to do anything. It's just going to make, make my blood boil. And what am I going to do? Pay it. Yeah. I, I have to go to work and I yep. have all this racing stuff. I'm not just gonna let it sit. Right. So I got to go find more money to, to yep. make up the difference. But it's getting to the point to where like, I really want to bitch. Like, I don't know, like what's going to happen. Like literally what's going to happen to the world. Like not even racing, like not to get in this whole like economic thing, but like, dude, what do you think? 18 wheelers moving your food and all your, like all this stuff run off of uh, diesel and fossil fuels. So everything is, yeah, everything's going to go up. Everything's, my father-in-law owns a trucking company and like, I don't even want to know what his, what his bill is for, for diesel right. a week, because I mean, he has a lot of trucks and. And now yeah. deaf fluid, you throw oh, yeah. deaf fluid in there. Deaf fluid is almost as much as a gallon of diesel fuel is. Yeah. It's so, I mean, you're, and again, people, so now we're talking about motorsports, right. From that aspect, but we talked about the economic impact. It legitimately is going to impact at some point, right? Everybody thinks, okay, we're, we're going to change. Something is going to happen. There's going to be a change. It's going to come back, right? They're, they're going to do something, right? And when I say they, I mean, I legitimately pile, the I pile the government, the CEOs of the oil companies, 
the convenience store chains. I can I compile everybody that has a compensation clause in their contract and answers to shareholders or stockholders. I compile them all in together because it does not matter how you look at it. Every time one of us pulls up to the pump and slides a card in and takes money out of our account, somebody's getting paid. And I promise you, they're not complaining about what it costs for them because they're getting performance bonuses and they've got compensation plans, right? So I say they. I mean, I had a conversation with somebody who was telling me about their department that they offered promotions a couple months ago Mm -hmm. to 10 people. Seven of them turned them down. Because they had to drive to the office. They had to drive to the office an extra day and the cost of fuel and the mileage in four months, it wiped out the pay raise. <laughs> nice. And he was like, he was like, do you know what kind of conversation that was with my leadership? When I told the vice president, they're not interested in the promotion. And he's like, why? Cause it's going to cost too much for them. to. It's not a promotion. They're going to get all the responsibility with none of the compensation. They're not going to get to enjoy it. And you already talked about it. You brought up the goods, right? The economic goods. So let's let's leave eating out of this. And let's talk about what it talks, takes to function at a racetrack. We have shortages in traction compound that are coming, that are like, I give a couple people that I talk to huge props because obviously they're knee deep in it and they're stuck. But okay, bad pun. But they knew months ago that this was coming, right? And we've got material issues for rubber, for tires, right? So it's, I mean, racing gas is up. The cost of everything is up, as you said. But these are things that it takes for us to to function, right? And this passion and have jobs. And it's interesting to read people like your part-time car owner that you drive for from time to time, Terry Haddock. Talking mm-hmm. about, he's not worried about parts. He's not worried about parts. He's worried about what it costs to get to the racetrack and get home, feed his guys, have hotel rooms, air flights. You know, I mean, he's worried about the the things that we typically go, well, that's just the cost of doing cost business. Cost of doing business. You know, it's funny. So, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I mean, I don't think he would care. But he, we were talking when we were in uh, Epping, and he went and yes, it's, he's based out of Texas, but he, Ooh. he's, he has a huge following in, in Epping and, you know, up in that area and he got some sponsorship to go. So, I mean, it wasn't a ton of sponsorship, but, and you know, he kind of had to go, it was either go or don't right. get the sponsorship. And he's very grateful for that. And he, he wanted to be there cause he's got a lot, you know, a lot going on up there. Cause he's kind of, he's from New Jersey. Like he grew up in New Jersey. So, I mean, it's kind of his area, which was cool. And it caught one way $2,500 for diesel. For one rig. For one for rig. one rig. Plus, one. He, had a, he had a blowout on his trailer or on, or on the truck. So he had to get another tire and figure all that out. And then, yeah. So it just, so he, he's like, dude, you know, sure, we get 10 grand to qualify or whatever. And then, 2500 so it's we're $5000 in in diesel to go there and back plus another you know and they 
they gouge you on the the hotel rates. So then you're another couple thousand dollars in a, a few hotel rooms for your crew. So you've basically spent what your your everything, every dollar you have to even to get there and get home, let alone nitro and and again, this isn't I'm not we're not crying about right. It's just that's just how much it costs. And it's just it goes quickly. And every a lot of people are like, Oh, well, you get qualifying money. Well, yeah, but it's already gone. Like it's it, it's it, literally yeah, already gone. You're counting on that and you hope that you get it. You're yeah. counting on it, but you hope that you get it. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that's and, and that's what we're dealing with. And so you look at it from a motorsports back up, look at people for their life, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody brought up a conversation about the success, success factor of gateway last week for the NASCAR event. And so first and foremost, hats off, like standing ovation to Chris Blair and his entire team at gateway. The photos that I saw last week driving back from Norwalk, oh, my God, so happy for them. They had live music. They had bands everywhere. And I'm talking about no-name bands. They had bands. They, I mean, they had some folks. They had local food vendors. I mean, the place was packed. Yeah. And you and I have both been there. And we both, we know that, you know, traffic can be a nightmare to get in there. I mean, they were, they were flowing people in and out. They had bands after the truck race, they had bands after the cup race to break up people leaving. Like they, you know, why would you want to leave? You can see so-and-so on stage. You can hang out for a little while longer and let the traffic die down. You know, I mean, they just, I personally hope that somebody in all of the motorsports organizations paid attention to what worldwide technology raceway did Chris Blair and his team. And they call them up and say, Hey, we need advice. We want the best practices learned from this. Well, I feel like and, Dallas kind of did it too with their, what is it? They yes. call it? Week of speed or Texas stampede yeah. or whatever you're yeah. going to, my personal opinion is, with things costing so much, even as a fan, right? I mean, tickets are going to, ticket sales are going to go up. Everything's going to go up to buy a beer is going to be $97 instead of $47. So they're going to have, they're going to have to do something else other than racing. And I'm not downplaying the, Oh, racing's dying. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is there has to be more of a spectacle. It needs to be more like a festival in order to get people to want to spend their hard earned money that they don't really have to go to these things. So they can, yeah, like you said, watch racing all day and then see a concert at night and then go back the next day and what and have freaking wrestling. I don't know, I don't, but right. No, whatever it what is, like it, it has to be something like, look at, look at these festivals. Like right now, I think, uh, I was listening to XM radio before we started. They're having the CMA festival yep. in, in Nashville. Fest. Yeah. Yep. That's like huge. And it's always been huge, but it's, it's an event. Like you could go there and probably not even go it's see one of the, long. yeah, you could go there and not see one of the concerts at the main arena or whatever, right. and still like have a hell of a time. And, you know, so there might need to be some more of that. And like I said, I, Dallas, I think is, is, on the right track with doing their, you know, they're doing things on Wednesday night or whatever, like, right. Make it more of a, of a pizzazz because 
watching one qualifying session on Friday with a field that's not quite full is rough on a fan. And, and that's nobody's fault. I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not, it, it's just a no. matter of circumstance. So, but yeah, if you had Dustin Lynch or, you know, some, I don't know, I'm just throw up a name. Right. right? No, no, absolutely. I mean, you yeah. may yeah. not get Tim McGraw, but I mean, you, whoever, like, you know, Metallica, you're not going to get that. Like, but you get somebody that's got some, that PJ North guy here, he's, he sings country music. They might, you know, I, I've heard of him. Yeah. I've heard of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so it's have something and it doesn't have to be music. It could be something else too. do lawnmower racing in the, in the parking lot. I mean, dude, tractor pulling, whatever, make it a, okay. Right. I, from, from eight to eight to four is drag racing. And then starting it at five is the tractor pulling league or the lawnmower races or reckon whatever people like to drink beer and watch racing, regardless of whatever the hell it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and right now, you know, as you say that, people want to watch. And we're talking about the economics piece of it, right? So we, I, I don't know when it was, but it was probably right when COVID kicked off and we started talking about, you know, budgets and what companies pull back from first. And nine times out of 10, a company will pull back marketing, marketing dollars, marketing dollars when, when the when the PL gets tight. The, the marketing dollars are, are typically on the block, right? So as we're moving forward right now, and there is no sign of fuel pricing declining. No, that's what I mean. Like so, I, it's going to, it's not, I, t- I told Angie literally this morning, I said, we should probably go fill gas up or put diesel in the motorhome, just even though we're not going to use it because it's going to be, nine dollars a gallon when we go to sonoma or wherever like i mean might as well, july is gonna hit yeah might, might as well save 150 bucks but no i mean you, dude right now i see people and promoters right um promoters bringing in the fact right now live streaming they should raffle like, off diesel cards right right, <laughs> right absolutely let facebook take off with raffling fuel cards um but people are, are going to stop going at some point, right? And, and now this is, when I look at this, I start trying to encompass everyone into some sort of segmented percentages. But if you look at people, average age of demographics, you, we've talked about this beat a dead horse for, for drag racing, right? It's high end. It's a higher age group, right? Mm-hmm. Racket racing is different. Right. But I see a lot more regional. I see a lot more events that are centrally located between large metropolitan areas or, or even secondary markets. They're benefiting because racers are saving their money and trying to go to three or four big events a year that they travel for. And then they're going to race local. I personally believe if you're a racetrack operator or a promoter of a local, racetrack, or even a regional series, right? PDRA, Midwest Pro Mod. Um, I mean, look how successful Eldora was this week for, for Stewart. You know, 124 teams on the property to, to, to watch 24 guys that qualified. 100 teams were going to sit there. That was the one for the million bucks, right? Dirt, the dirt cars yeah, for a million bucks? Yeah, yeah. Davenport one. That's cool. Uh, 
shout out to my buddy Chris Ferguson from North Carolina who won the won the first prelim. So, but those those types of events are going to flourish because it is going to turn in to like playing with money, risk versus reward. And well, yeah, if you're going to spend the same amount of diesel, why would why would you want to race for a thousand bucks when you could race for twenty thousand bucks or wh- yeah, whatever? I'm not. I'm not. Right. Yeah. No, you're going to you're going to see that, and I and I believe that the local scene is going to have a takeoff from it. Um, because racers still want to race, but they also get to a point where they look at their bank account and they go, okay, this ain't making much sense. It's not costing me anything to sit here in the driveway, but it surely is going to cost me when I pull out of the driveway. And I think we're going to, we're going to see swings. This is Q3. Man, I somebody asked me if I thought we would see like a hundred, you know, 160 cars in Indy for stock and super stock. Man, I hope so, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's a long way off. You talk about getting to getting to the end of of Q3, beginning of Q4, and we we've been on this up tight uptick uphill battle with fuel. Uh, and again, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's going to get passed on to everything. I mean, you, Haddock mentioned it, you know, the cost of gas to do, I mean, everything. Now, I mean, nitrous, nobody's even talked about that, but nitrous has doubled from last year to this year. Yeah. A, a tube of nitrous. I mean, but where does it stop? I have no idea. I have no idea. None. I have zero. I, I I wish I I wish I could invest in something uh, that would make me a lot of money. But right now, no idea. Airlines are killing flights left and right to regional airports. Well, yeah, that's uh, what's crazy too. Fluid. Flights. I mean, coming from California, like my dude, my flight to my flight to Epping was like, I think they paid like twelve hundred dollars for a, a round trip flight, like at shitty times. <laughs> like it wasn't like, like the, you got a ham sandwich to go along with no it like it wasn't it wasn't like i got the delta comfort seats or nothing like that i was in the freaking middle seat like it was right miserable but i mean yeah and like they're a minimum of a thousand dollars it's crazy yep and times so that just, by seven guys oh dude mm-hmm. i mean it just it's just at this point I want to know where it's going to stop, but also at this point, we we all start looking at what's important, right? And I think that's I think that goes for corporation executives, employees, our families. I think it there is no there is nothing that is off limits right now that's not going to see an increase in cost. And at a certain point, you go, I'm out. All right, I'm out. If you don't, that, what do they always say during a recession? Alcohol goes up. You know, alcohol sales never go down. Mm-hmm. Dude, can you imagine what it's going to start costing if companies are running into expenses for the aluminum to make the cans and they start <laughs> creeping up while we're drinking? We quit racing, but now we race to drink. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying it's it's amazing right now and so challenging to figure out 
where we're going in motorsports in 2022 versus where we're going to be at in 2023 and, and, and beyond. I mean, we got GM and Ford pulling out of the SEMA show. That's a sign. I'll be very oh, okay. interested to see what happens at SEMA aside from them. Like who else, you know, I think we talked about that last year. Oh, COVID, COVID, COVID. Who's, who's going to be there? Who's not going to be there. But I think COVID kind of made people realize that they can still have sales and increase and they don't need to spend $180,000 on a booth in order for them to showcase their new car or whatever they have with this thing, this, this weird thing called, I don't know, social media that, that I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. No, I'm with you. On we should, that. we should have invested in zoom a long time ago. No kidding. Right. No kidding. I, there's just so much more, so many other opportunities to market and reach people that social media is providing for right and it's a challenge for everyone and i i mean i promise you we're it's not coming back it's not back the train's not going to stop all of a sudden and start backing up that's everybody's laughing i was talking to somebody the other day and they're like well when gas prices go down i'm like guys let me let me let me stop you right there they're not going to go down they might they might level off but they're not going to go down the days of seeing the two dollar gasoline mm, not up in here because they want everybody to buy electric cars that's a whole new debate for another day but no yeah. and it is i mean it, it absolutely is and and if and if you're if you're one of those individuals that subscribes to that program on the ev side of the house okay we can have a conversation as long as you're open-minded about it Right. I, I can be open-minded, but at the end of the day, what, what in the world is making the power to charge the freaking thing back up? I'm just asking. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't pay how attention. Toxic, to how, how toxic did you say batteries were? Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Why can't I throw it away in the landfill? I, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Let's say that things are going to stay the way they are. What do you think about changing changing your motorsports career field? What do you what do you think you should abandon? Let, let, this is probably wrong for us to do this because we're both drag racers, right? Uh, but I also think about this way: we're both marketers, and we both have a passion for horsepower and speed. So, what do you think that we should should we go into another? aspect of racing you think we should try another form of racing i'll tell you what i'm i'm a drag racer through and through but i've always been like you said a fan of motorsports and if i and i never turned down an opportunity or looked at an opportunity if it if it arose my way like for instance i've done off-road stuff it's cool i enjoyed it sure my passion is drag racing but i had an opportunity to get paid to do it and yeah, of course I'm going to do it. And it was fun. I had a great time. Ended upside down a few times, but I mean, Hey, it's part of the job, but, uh, yeah, it's honestly, if, if I had an opportunity to, to get paid to do like to race a motorsport or to ride a bike or to whatever, like I would for sure look into it. Like sure. My, my, I will always have probably always have a dragster in the garage. Like Cause it's my drag racing is my passion. But if, if someone's going to pay me to drive a monster truck or go road race, a 
whatever, drive a sprint car, race a midget or what? Like if there's an opportunity there, absolutely. I will look into it. Like if, if I had a sponsor and they said, Hey, you know what? Like this, unfortunately, drag racing is just really not working out. Would you be interested? We still want to work with you. Would you still be interested in X, whether that's a dirt modified or what? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to look into it. Give me a helmet and let's go. And, and that's just kind of how I've always been like, cause just because I'm a fan of motorsport as a whole, and I, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that. I and mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that like, I'm just going to like jump ship, but you got to look out for number one sometimes. And that's you. And if there's an opportunity to get paid with this, to, to have a steering wheel in your hands, you bet your ass, I'm going to look into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you on that. And I think that, you know, as, as the world turns, yeah. you know, we talk about reinventing ourselves in the workplace yeah. As a matter of fact, I had a guy over the weekend when I was in Epping asked me if I was interested in driving a, a sprint car, if I've ever done it. I'm like, nope, but you better believe I will be the first one in line. You, you let me know when and where, and I will be there with my helmet. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, at this point, right now, when you're, when we were younger, we were focused on certain things. And now the work, you know, quote Kevin Cosner from draft day, it's a different world than it was 30 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I totally agree with that. I think right now, if you are a parent or grandparents and you're supporting children, kids that are involved in racing and you're not looking at other aspects of racing that are out there, might want to do that. Might want to, might want to look around. Right. Um, Because the, there, there are other opportunities out there that have a way more paths for you to be successful in. And I will tell you that, you know, if it came down to it as a business decision to go do something else with another company, uh, I mean, another sponsor, like you're saying, or go, you know, go do X, Y, or Z, um, then you got to do that. You you know, I mean, we're, we, this is a company. We, you know, that's why we do what we do. So if somebody came said, Hey, we want you to go do X, Y, and Z. You're damn skippy. We're going to look at it. You have to, you've got to be open-minded about it. Um, I, I just, uh, I mean, if you don't think it's real, look what, look what Bush is doing with the females, the female racers. Um, look what I, I think was at USAC last night. The first, the first two rows were all girls. It was like the first time uh, in history and they weren't, they weren't nobodies. They were right there are females that are, that have been coming up the ranks and putting in the hours and they're beating and banging. Um, so, yeah, so I, you know, I think first and foremost, it's about what the, what the type of motorsports is, but as you said, um, you gotta, if you're in this for business, you, you've got to keep your eyes open. If you're just in it because it's your golf game, then, you know, probably not going to be switching careers. Yeah, and, And you, this sounds really weird to say, but like, obviously my son, right. My son, getting pretty into the motorcycle thing and he's only three years old everybody says well does he have a junior dragster yet is he gonna race junior dragsters honestly and i hate to say this because i'm a i'm a alumni of the junior dragster program and i'm not not to talk bad about it but there's real no op really no opportunity after that like yeah there's top fuel but um jet's dad is in the process of trying to still find that (laughs) 
highly paid full, full-time top field ride. So I like, if he is good at riding, like I'm he's three. So I'm not saying like, I'm pulling him out of school. Right. And, like if he wants to go play soccer, we're going to go play soccer, but thank God he hasn't said that yet. But I mean, it, but it, there's more opportunity, right? If he, if he learns how to race and learn, I mean, there's hill climb, there's TT, there's dirt track. Yeah. There's, I mean, speedway, there's, I mean, many more different kinds of motorcycles that he could get into if that's so he, you know, what he chooses. If he chooses drag racing, well, it's because he's a proponent of his spawn of his mom and dad. There's really only one NHRA currently. I mean, there's one major league top fuel, like if that's what he wants to do. Right. And there's 30 of us doing it. Right. Like, yep. How are those odds working out? Exactly. And yep. I just, I know what it's like to, to have to do it and try it. And, and, but if he's, you know, but it's the same thing with baseball, hockey, whatever, Absolutely. whatever That's sport it is. It's just, it's a shame. What I'm getting at is it's a shame that you have to like think about and make those decisions. Cause I talk about it with my wife. Like it, motorcycles are very dangerous. He's three years old and he's, flying on this thing but you have to let your kids do what they want to do and dangerous things safely i don't know if you've seen that thing like you have to let your kids do dangerous things safely and we do but it's not like we're forcing him but you you also have to make that decision maybe not yet because he's only three but like in a few years when he's five seven ish you can't like if he's gonna do this you got to get him trained. Like it, if he's, if he, that's what he wants to do, if he wants to be a pro steps. motocross rider, okay, well, what's the next step? I mean, dude, some of these kids, they don't go to school. Like they train four days a week, like, and they're Home eight. School. Yeah. Like, Home and school. that's, and that's okay. If that's what you choose for your, right. For your destiny or what your path or whatever. And, and if it's not, that's okay too. It's just, it's a shame. What I, again, this is a long winded ply or whatever but i was talking to my wife about it because it's a shame we have to kind of make that decision right now i mean because look how much i just said it cost us 500 for him to go race a little e-bike but if he's not out there he's not going to get any better right he's he's never won on his e-bike he's gotten a lot of seconds and thirds but the kid that's winning he's literally at that track i see him on instagram all the time he's literally at that track three days a week because he lives by it right so There's a Seat lot time. that goes, Same yeah, thing. and and that's great. And the kid's really good, you know. And there's a handful of those kids, so it's like, well, at that point, in a couple of years, it's like, well, oh my gosh, like, are we even talking about or considering? Did did this even come up in our conversation that are we gonna have to move, like inland? Sure. Like, you know, like it's just you're like, wow, like that seems like, like really, Cameron. Like, are you really like you would really move like for your kid? Yeah, I would do anything for my kids if my I daughter wants. Right. We're my, old. Yeah, like I've done it. Like my parents sacrificed for me, but if I had to move somewhere that was going to make him or her, yeah, off you go. Yeah, like let's go. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. No, I but just so yeah. I just wanted to see if you were if you were in the same mindset of that as as switching and and the willingness to it because I I mean I'm down right now. Not if anybody's listening. Knock knock knock. But hey, I'd entertain driving a monster truck. I'm just still saying. waiting, Cody. Where we at? 
I know you're working right. on it for me. I mean, <laughs> do we need to do we need to send in on air talent tapes or something? Do we need to do our own interviews? What do we need to do? Heck you know yeah. anybody? Just saying. Let's do it. But no, uh, absolutely. But no, and at the same time, I know NASCAR struggling. You you can still have a great event at Gateway, but you know it's just it it is what it is, and we we're just. I hope that we're all in it together. Uh, promoters, everyone, I, the, you know, uh, somebody asked me the other week, Hey, when do we start looking for stuff on sale? And I'm like, you wait till the race season's over. I think, I think you're going to see a lot of stuff and a lot of changes. I hope we see a lot more doubles. I hope you see a lot more rate sanctioning bodies working together to, to make things happen. Um, and again, yeah, all we can do right now is just grab on, hold on. Like you're the third animal trying to get on the arc. Just don't let go. Uh, and we'll see where we end up at but cam dude again alex Stryler next week looking forward to that on friday we'll drop another podcast next week i know you're busy this weekend it's a weekend off for me and i'm enjoying it until norwalk and uh i hope everybody out there is safe and sound going to bristol next week and all over the place in the country the dirt racers that are doing this and that and uh, all those Midwest racers sign up at Heartland Park Motorsports Park for their bracket race for Travis Hilton support that company. And uh, other than that, dude, I'm going to enjoy some sunshine and some relaxation. And uh, you try not to get your kid killed. Hey, take it easy. What? Did I say something? <laughs> no. What did I say? No, he said try not to get your kid killed. Oh. Yeah. No, oh, he, I said it out he, loud. Yeah. He does. Don, I just told you, he does dangerous things safely yep i met his mom and i know his dad i'm gonna go out on the limb and say if you're an insurance medical company out there right now and want to sponsor racers <laughs> cars podcast and jet Ferrer in his future give us a call hate mail at racers and rental cars uh, dot com and uh we will uh we will get you hooked up uh absolutely 100 but hey cam it was great to actually have a podcast have some discussion guys gals thanks for hanging in there with us we will get back on track uh one wheel at a time so we're not looking like a three-legged cat but uh we'll do what we can have sounds a great good. weekend with your wife and uh, i'll see you next week all right man sounds good Let's